This podcast interview was with Brad D'Antonio and cast on his website, manoverseas.com. If you haven't listened to segments one and two, you may want to visit them before listening to this segment. Let's begin, segment three. This segment is 10 minutes in length. I'm sure you've been exposed to different religions around the world. The Buddhists believe that you are not the thinker. You're, you're more experiencing your thoughts and can observe them. How do you keep from, if that's true, or even if it's not true, how do you keep from getting overwhelmed by thoughts? Well, the, the same is true today particularly, because as you say, we have the encyclopedia of the world in our pocket, which is we call the smartphone, which I think are making us dumber. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so we're overwhelmed with information, which means we have to choose what information we do. Choosing is a questioning process, a choice is an answer. We have to use questions to find out what is important to us individually and for families and for children, and that's where we focus. So we don't go on the, the uh, on a smartphone, most of us, when we are, uh, we're bored, boredom's is a human quality. Boredom usually causes us to do something more important. But nowadays, with your smartphone, we get on these games. We're doing the less important. We're not thinking. As Einstein said, after a certain age, we shouldn't be reading books because we're thinking like other people instead of having our own thoughts. Well, it's even worse with a smartphone because now we're entertaining ourselves. We're not even thinking. Mm-hmm. We're just exercising. It's like doing calisthenics. Well, it's better to do a sport. Yeah. Because at least the sport you're doing something. In my case, I'm a freestyle ballroom dancer, been for 61 years. So at least I'm engaged with society, culture, music, so forth. And so it's something not just doing calisthenics, not doing it one step over and over again. Mm-hmm. It's going through a process. Mm-hmm. You mentioned Socrates earlier. Do you have a favorite thinker or philosopher? No, because... As I say in the first part of my book, under the topic wise, uh, and that's in the human key, that common sense is not common between climate and culture. What I mean by that is Eskimos in the winter have a different common sense than people who live on the equator in the winter. Also between customs is different, between religions is different. So the common sense, I believe, is that which has been common down through the thousands of years and it's still true today, or we wouldn't be reading their, their comments, their observations. Humans haven't changed much. Technology has, but not humans. Yeah, and those quotes or observations from past thinkers have withstood the test of time, which validates them, right? I mean, Correct, or they would have, they would have disappeared in the mist of history if they weren't true today. Yeah, I think people dismiss cliches. Well, I don't think they're cliches. I think they're observations. Mm. But don't uh, they become cliché? Well, they can be. Yeah. I mean, when people say that knowledge is power. Right. Right? They say that very officiously, yeah. pompously sometimes. Uh, so anything we learn, if you learn anything today or gain any knowledge today, knowledge is power, right? And we've heard that for a long time. Well, in fact, Sir Francis Bacon wrote that phrase down almost 400 years ago. So it makes sense. 
but it's wrong. If knowledge were power, there would be no obese doctors or nurses from overeating. Knowledge applied. Action. We, we, we would all exercise and eat probably because we know better. We'd never start bad habits like smoking because we know better. So if knowledge is not power, what is power? Action is power. Mm. Action always gains knowledge. Knowledge without action gains nothing. Now, action with knowledge is more powerful. So knowledge is a power amplifier, but not the power. Mm. So we talk about these things. Knowledge is power. We haven't looked into it. It's a cliche, actually. It's not power. We never examine the normal. There's a lot of things we don't normal examine. For example, the word question or think. We haven't thought about thinking. What is it? Another quote from your book is, learning how to learn is life's most important skill. What advice do you have for people who want to learn better or accelerate their learning curve? Ask more questions. In fact, you can rephrase that and use questioning instead of learning. Yeah. Learning. Mm. Yeah. What are the most important questions to ask yourself? Now, I'm not an introspective guy. Is that true? That's right. Now, I don't think about myself. Uh, I'm not saying, why am I this way? Why, why, why? I just move on. All of us are imperfect. Live with it. Apparently, we all do. So all we can do is our imperfect best. If we dwell in the past, we're not working the future. In fact, there's only now. The better now we make, the better our past nows and future nows will be. There is only now. I love that. The past can serve you, though, right? Can't you gather it up and well, harness it? Absolutely. In fact, we learn more from our mistakes, our imperfections, than we do from our successes. Because there's a certain level of pain. And also asking the question, how can I do this better the next time? It causes you to think, ponder, adjust. Do you keep a journal? I do not. You I never know have? you do. Never have. <laughs> I know you do. I read your website. You keep a journal. I do. And the reason I do is because it helps me to learn from my mistakes. Oh, I agree. That would be great. But I, I've never done that. Mm, uh, as I said, I'm not re introspective. Yeah. And you now, didn't... maybe through my haikus, if you read my haikus, I do examine things in it. For example, uh, I come from the north, where it gets minus 35 when I delivered papers as a kid, door to, walking door to door. So, here's a haiku. Isn't it strange how one thinks with friendship round fires that winters are cold? Because in the north you gather together in houses and round fires, and that's the warmth of humanity. So it's the contrast between cold and hot. What, what do we consider cold? What we consider hot? Or uh, on the more humorous side, polit uh, pigeons privy to the way of politicians do mark their statues. <laughs> okay. Mm -hmm. So there's many, so it allows you to examine nature and what's happening because you have to consolidate that all in 17 syllables. And if you Keep to the form, it's three lines, five, seven, five. So it allows you to distill and combine and get it all said in just one, really one sentence. And when I'm looking for quotations that I really fundamentally want to use and get to the heart of things, it's usually one, maybe two sentences, rarely three sentences. 
If you can't encapsulate it, life is simple if you look at it, but we don't look at it. Yeah. I'm this, when I write blog articles, I usually, when I'm done, it has about 4,000 words, and then I, my goal is to cut it in half and then cut it in half again. Yes. Um, besides your book, what is another book that you might recommend for those who want to learn how to think better? I would look for any books. I mentioned one I can't remember off the top of my head. Uh, in the Human Key, there are books on people who who write books on questioning. That's the, that's the center. That's the very essence of thinking. If you go online, look at criticalthinking.com, mm -hmm. you notice it's all about asking questions. Mm -hmm. They have a great graphic there. Each spoke of the wheel is about different questions to ask. Now, the questions we ask are different for children. If we want children to think better, then we progressively ask more and more difficult questions to them because when you ask a question, it goes directly in their head and they have to ask themselves that question, which is thinking. So they're getting better and better at their thinking process. You'll find that critical thinking is now migrating down to the school system even to the younger kids on critical thinking, because that's when you can tell the difference between fake news, real news, propaganda, so forth and so on. The trouble with propaganda is the first part of the propaganda is true. The last part is not. <laughs> so we say, since this is true, this is all true. No. And that's one of the challenges of writing a book on thinking. Just because it looks like this way, what's the rest of it? Mm. So even though logically questioning is a uh, process of thinking, where's, it must appear every place in human life. And therefore, I went through all the places where it appears in human life. It's there, no matter where we look. The basis of this interview can be found at the website thehumankey.com. On the introduction page, place the cursor on the introduction menu tab and select Think Piece from the drop-down menu. This will answer any questions you may have.